0: Hello, I hope you're all doing well. Today, I briefly want to talk about on a very interesting concept and practice and mode of living, which is being liberal. Now, I'm active on Twitter. I read a lot of conservative as well as liberal and progressive blogs and newspapers. And one thing that has come across to me really clearly, especially coming from the conservative media, is that there is a certain view of liberals and progressives that's posited by the conservative pundits and politicians and people. And it is often kind of... I mean, liberals are often kind of referred to as a group that is weak, uh, has probably no moral compass, uh, and people who are probably naive... Have a herd mentality and so constantly and they're also if you're in the united states they're also posited as unpatriotic and generally speaking if you read or hear all these views the idea that comes across is as if being liberal is being impractical and being weak and somehow a lot of people internalize that and what i want to clarify here is, and this is based in my understanding of how identities are constructed, you know, and how our personal and collective identities are formed. So first of all, to me, what is being liberal? And if you just look around in the world, uh, you can always tell people who are liberal apart from people who are deeply conservative. I'm not saying all conservative people are bad people, but I'm just talking about the liberals. Most liberal people if you come across them, will be tolerant of differences, will either be not sexist at all or less sexist, or at least be aware of something called sexism. They will also be not anti-immigrant. They will okay, mostly also tend to be pacifist. They would care about the environment. And it won't matter to them where you are from, what your accent is, what your color of skin is. If you run into a liberal and progressive person, chances are that you'll get the kind of human respect that we all need to give each other. Deep down at its core, this is what is liberalism, right? Accepting the differences, respecting others without effacing that difference, not making it conditional that you have to be like me in order for me to like you or respect you. These are some of the core liberal values and you can plot them across the globe wherever people claim to be liberal and progressive. These are some of the traits that you can see in them. And to me, being a liberal then is being this tolerant person who can tolerate differences Who can hold more than one or two opinions and who can respect others, right? And who can work for more than his or herself, including working for the planet, working for something larger than themselves. Now, these are all the things that a lot of religious conservatives and others have arrogated to themselves. They think that they are the ones who are doing it, right? But most of the times in the world, if someone is fighting for women's rights, if they are fighting for workers' rights, if they are fighting for the environment, if they are fighting for an equal distribution of wealth or general human equality, these are progressive and liberal people. Now, how do they come to be really weak? Okay. Because... Most liberal people do not have these binary positions and they don't forcefully say, this is who I am, this is right, this is wrong. They they work from the middle of the symbolic sign, right? The signifier and signified. And so they can very easily be posited as weak or vacillating, right? But if we understood how our identities are formed, we will find out, that a liberal and progressive identity actually is a more stable and complex and strong identity as compared to a deeply conservative identity. And my views obviously are not necessarily my gut feelings. These have been formed after having read people who have done research on identity formation. One of them, Mark Brocker, I talked about him recently. There is a lecture available you know, in the list of videos on my YouTube channel, who basically goes and studies the empirical studies of the brain and consciousness, but also psychoanalytical studies to suggest how our identities are formed. Now, think of a progressive identity. A person inhabiting a progressive identity has to keep in mind certain basic principles, right? That he or she has to accept that all human beings are essentially equal. That if someone looks different or speaks differently or follows a different religion that doesn't necessarily mean that they are inferior to you. If someone comes from another part of the world, right? A progressive person has made it part of their identity to accept them as their human equals, right? And so this idea that Progressive somehow are led by this one leader somewhere. It's, it's a complete fiction because if you have ever met a group of progressive activists, you realize that we all tend to think really individually. The only difference is that we don't forcefully argue that my point of view is the only point of view that deserves respect and must be heard. We are willing to hear other people out. And that is not a symptom of a weak identity that is a symptom of a strong self a strong identity because only those whose identities are not precarious and who don't feel threatened by others who don't feel threatened by differences will be open to having an open dialogue right so psychologically speaking anyone who occupies a liberal or progressive position already has a more complex more stable more secure identity because they are not terrified of different things they are not terrified of difference itself now compared to that anyone who's deeply conservative i mean what is conservative at the end of the day being conservative means that you believe in a certain defined way of being may it be religious or social Right? Uh, okay, you can be an f- economic conservative too, but that also devolves into market fundamentalism. So, if you have a deeply conservative personality, there is something outside of you that's deciding for you what is permissible to be thought, what is permissible to be done. So, whenever you encounter a difference, since your identity is based in these very limited signifiers of what is worthy. What is important, you're already suspicious of people who look different from you. You're already threatened by people who may come from elsewhere and might want to take your job or whatever. So deep down, a deeply conservative identity then is a precarious identity and the prejudices that it expresses come out of that insecurity. Not to say that people like Alex Jones and others who shout on camera and can openly call people names are somehow stronger than a person who speaks softly and loves his or her fellow human beings. That's a fallacy. Uh, Because the very fact that these people are shouting at people who are different from them, they are angry at them, where does anger come from? From that insecurity of people who are strong. I mean, think of your idea of strong people. We never really think that people who are strong go blaming others, no. Our idea of a strong person is always that they are calm under different circumstances. They don't blame others. They take responsibility for their own actions. Uh, They don't say, oh, it's so-and-so's fault. These are the people we consider are strong. And that's a trait which you will see in liberal politics and in liberal, individual, and collective identities where we are not afraid of criticizing ourselves. We are not afraid of admitting that we were wrong, right? And all of that comes from a more secure individual and social identity. So let's dispel this idea once and for all that somehow people who are shrill and who can shout and who can call other people names are somehow brave right, and have more secure identities. The the psychological and empirical research has proven that hatred of others or self-loathing or hatred of different people, people with different sexualities, people with different religions, different origins, stems not from a strong identity, but from a precarious identity that feels threatened from difference. So on the whole, on being liberal, then, is being liberal is not necessarily being weak. It's absolutely not being weak. It actually proves to you and to the world that you have a secure enough identity that it can handle differences, that it can think beyond your own self-interest, right? And that it can think of other human beings, too. And one thing that uh, always I find interesting is that uh, on twitter especially a lot of conservative people call liberals snowflakes as if snowflake is supposed to be something weak i mean i served in a war in the mountains like nineteen thousand feet above sea level and if you have ever seen an avalanche you know when it comes down at night it's so powerful and it's it makes a frightening noise and, and, and when it slides down, when the snow slides down a slope, it produces sparks like a sheet of light. And that's the most frightening noise in nature that you will hear. And what is an avalanche after all, like millions and trillions of snowflakes. So, you know, I think we should take snowflakes as a label for progressives and liberals and keep reminding these people that when we come together, we become an avalanche. But on the whole, to conclude, I just wanted to say briefly that being liberal in no way points to a weak identity. It actually points to a more secure, solid identity, an identity solid enough to accept differences, to reach out to people who may not look like us, who may be different from us. And that's something that we all should keep in mind when we are talking to our conservative friends or when someone implies that we are weak. Thank you so much and see you next time.